0: Hello, and welcome to an all new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. I would like to extend my gratitude to you for being a part of me, of making me a part of your listening experience for anyone that is new to my podcast. Go back and catch up on some of the episodes that you've missed. You can watch them on my YouTube channel at The Real Lisa Ann, or you can listen on any platform that you choose. I do do a live premiere every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and that is our chance to be in the chat together, kind of catch up on our week, kind of talk a little bit more about the episode, dig a little deeper. It's a great time. I love the community that I'm building right here. And all of you that are listening or watching, I thank you again today. You're going to have a conversation with someone through me that I got to meet through you with the podcast here. And then I got to actually spend some time with last weekend in Vegas for March Madness. I find myself a friend that is also into basketball, someone I got to watch some of the college games with at Sapphire Las Vegas, and you're just going to love her. But before, let's catch up. I mean, I finished and completed my ninth trip of 2023 for somebody who sat in that time that we were all forced to be still and missed being in hotels, missed going to airports, missed all of it, I'm good now. I get to stay home for three and a half, almost four straight weeks, which means I'm not packing and unpacking. I get back into my routine and I'm excited about it. I love every single bit of my travels from my three trips to Vegas, to Denver, to ski, the Bahamas, Jamaica. There's, there's more in there. Uh, there's Nashville, like there's Yeah, I've been everywhere and I enjoyed all of it, then it makes you appreciate being home and being settled and getting up at the same time and going to bed and sleeping in your own bed, like all of those little things, having random things to put on, like your favorite sweatpants that you don't really travel with, your cozy stuff at home, all of the little niceties of being home are right here. And I have to say that I was going to save the new episode of Power because Powerbook is back. And I was like, I'm going to save it for when I get home. And here I was in Vegas and I knew it was out. I could see people talking about it on Twitter. I had to download Stars app to my iPad and I watched it. Some of you that are my regular listeners, we've talked about this show before. It's a creation of 50 Cent. It's absolutely unbelievable storytelling, acting scenarios. I mean, just so good. The first episode, two minutes in, nobody warned me of what was about to happen. If you don't watch Power, let me just tell you, you'll learn a little bit about me. I do not watch violent television, no ER, no cop shows, no nothing, but this, and it's violent. But I just love it because I love the backstory of of being a part of This is 50, 50 Cent Studio here in New York City. Uh, They have a podcast and some shows on YouTube. And knowing him throughout the years, doing an event or two with him here or there, um, just supporting your people and falling into their story can be really magical. That's how I feel about Power. So I did take a night in. So that meant that I'm in. I'm watching Power. I'm doing my thing in Vegas. I get there. I'm going to be there for six days. Now, when you're going to be in Vegas for six days, you really have to pace yourself. You have to know that you can't go hard. You have to know that you're there. You have to just look at it like a work week, right? I did very, very well pacing myself. And so I got in, landed, was able to check into my room and started a radio tour went over to South Point to check out v Uh, was a guest spot. And it was great to see my friend Dustin, who was with SiriusXM for years, see that studio. They have two. There's also one inside Circa. The one inside Circa is so sick, sitting in that bowl. The window looks out at a bowl of the sports book that looks like a stadium. I mean, it's unbelievable. But seeing the original studio in South Point was amazing. Then from there, back to my hotel, prep for my show, then go over to UNLV. I get to use the studios at UNLV when I'm remote in Vegas. So I set up there. I mean, I got to be there like three to like test everything out, get everything going, do my show. And I'm like, all right, you know, after this, I'm going to go back to my room, you know, get some food, maybe take a bath, just relax, get a good night's sleep. Halfway through my show one of my best friends reaches out. It's like, Hey, uh, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, well, I'm finished with my show. I'm like seven inch. I was going to get a good night's sleep tonight. He's like, well, we're going to see Usher. How about you meet us at Carbone? And then we'll go to see Usher. Like what time? It's like seven 30. I'm like, all right, I get out of here at seven. I can make it back to the hotel by seven I'd be changed and ready by seven twenty. make my walk over to Carbone. There I was, I made it by seven thirty-five. We had a great dinner Gosh, Carbone, my second time this year. And I'm actually getting to go to the original in New York this week as well. Like, this is just the Italian food, the cheese, the breads, the everything. I can't resist. That is when the healthy eating of no dairy and all things goes out the door. That is my splurge. And it's okay because it's Italian, it's fresh, it's beautiful food. I'm not worried about carbs when I'm eating at Carbone. Okay. You're just not going to do that to yourself. So we have this amazing meal go over to see Usher. Of course, you know, dead center, you know, perfect section. Like I'm losing my mind because I'm a diehard Usher fan. And when I was in the Bahamas a couple weekends ago, my girlfriend made a you know playlist for us for when we'd be chilling, getting ready. And Usher was like every three songs because she truly remembers the period of time in my life where I could not go without Usher. And so it was a magical experience. I was losing my mind. I posted about it a bit on my story on Instagram, just taking funny photos and shooting little videos. But what a show. I mean, Usher is a performer. And I mean, I knew it, but like seeing it live, watching him move throughout the arena and do bits and coming up into the the fans and shooting selfies while he's singing on people's phones. Like, it's like unbelievable. It was such a great show. So that was Thursday. That was Wednesday. Thursday, I had a bunch of running to do uh, some podcasts. I went over for my first time to check out Hardeen. My friend Austin had come into town Madison came into town, met my crew, going to be working on some reels, going to be shooting some additional content. We're going to be running here. We're going to be running there. We had a dinner. We go, who do we have dinner with that night? We had a group dinner that night. and It's such a blur because it was so much happened in such a short period of time. After Hardeen, we went over to Sapphire. I know where we went to dinner. Went to dinner at Tau. Went to dinner at Tao at the Venetian with George from Sapphire Las Vegas and a crew from the club. And I will say this, I'm learning something about Vegas and Uber. Some hotels have a much easier Uber pick up than others. And so the Venetian is a bit of a challenge. And if you were like just a bunch of your girlfriends, I luckily we have Austin with us, but you like got to go up to this third floor parking lot and walk all the way to the back of this park. That's very eerie, very scary movie-ish. And I've just scored because everywhere I've stayed has had like a super easy Uber pickup. Like right outside the front, there's just this little thing that says Rideshare. I had no idea that Vegas is divided right now between the convenient and the inconvenient. And there's not a lot of signage to get you out of this lot. Must have been a 20-minute debacle easily of us like asking people for direction, kind of thinking where we're going, but it doesn't look like you're going the right way. Just those moments of where... Sometimes it's not the destination, it's the journey. The laughter that we had of this just thing. Then the, the the Uber out to Hardeen, got to scope out Hardeen. If you are into cannabis, like the store, the merch, the, the mix of some toys, some sex products, like just great stuff, that is a store with a podcast studio upstairs. And I was scoping that out because I was going to be there doing a bunch of podcasts. So it was kind of like late night after a beautiful dinner at Tao. The food at Tao is so good. So, so, so good. So there we go there. Then we're going over to Sapphire so I can do some content to promote for the final time before my March Madness event the next day, Friday. We get over there at like, I don't know, 11, 30, 12. I mean, these, these nights are long. Then, you know, you got to kind of stop for one cocktail when you get back to your hotel because that's just what you do in Vegas. Walked over to Aria. I love the High Rollers Lounge at Aria. I got to do a bunch of the servers there when I was there for FSGA. So I was like, you know what? Let's go back and see Jordan and the crew at the High Rollers Lounge. Have a drink. By now, it's like 2.30. I've got to be up and I've got to be ready and at the club by 11. Um, And I'm like, I got this. You know, I got this. It's Vegas. You get half the amount of sleep that you would get in a normal situation. So I was doing a day and a night event at Sapphire Las Vegas, watching the games during the day, games and partying at night, bringing a bunch of my sports, betting people in, all of those things. But uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Thursday, we did lay out at the pool. It was the grand opening of Marea Beach Club. My favorite private like scenario cabana life in Vegas at the Mandalay Bay. If you go to Mandalay Bay pool and you walk all the way to the back, there's this private little entrance that comes up and takes you to the topless pool. Um, So of course it was, it wasn't crowded, but it was their grand opening and it was us. We had a cabana and I got to chill with Madison. Austin met us there from the airport. So that was our day event. And the reason I circled back to that is because a very important part of that day event was the fact that that was my very first time meeting Mikey Overs in person. Mikey and Trent, Book It With Trent, came over to see me at the pool. We are going to discuss our collab. I wanted to invite him personally to come to Sapphire on Friday night. And Mikey is fantastic. So I've been scouting out new talent online. I'm lucky to have friends that'll find somebody in TikTok be like, yo, you got to, this guy's really into fantasy sports or he's really into sports betting. And I feel like, especially after going to FFGA, we have this like, this crew of old heads that are still doing things the same way. And the only way to really find new talent is to scout them out on social media, bring them in personally, you know, collab with them because- Putting ads on Indeed for this is getting us all the same people and it's boring and we need this mix. I want to really pump some youth into this world to make these trade shows even more fun to, you know, really the gravity of the pool, right? The pool of the gravity of knowing that in many states young people are turning 18 and sports betting has is legal. They do not know that 5 years ago 10 years ago, it wasn't, right? They are waiting to turn 18 for a new reason now for sports betting. And with that said, they're not gonna go to long form, really data-driven entry work of writers or shows. They want clips. They want everything fed to them the way they're used to consuming their information. And so to cater to that is to find the younger generation In this world who are pumping out that content. You know, I got to meet the crew from Book It. That's who Mikey and Trent are with. So Mikey came over. We met for the first time at the pool. It was a great icebreaker for us to then hang out on on Friday night and then me take part in their podcast on Saturday. So cool to meet him. So cool to meet Trent and the entire crew. Amazing people. The following day, I went to Circle Swim with them. Circa Swim is nuts. The TVs, the massive screen, the stadium style again with the depth where everybody gets a good seat for March Madness to be outside at the most epic pool party and be watching games a big screen that could be divided a hundred different ways. Like the energy was amazing. So we got to like cram in really getting to know each other over a three three and a half day span, and it was perfect because. I can really learn a lot from what everybody is doing in the content creation space that is new to the fantasy sports and sports betting world. And I can also bring a lot to advise on how to deal with negative comments and things that I may be dealing with more for longer than they have. So really just like brought it really all together, continued the journey after that Sunday with two days of podcasts, flew back on a red eye on Tuesday, got to Vegas airport and thought, this airport is a totally different experience when you're not as exhausted as you normally would be for a shorter trip in Vegas. Because again, like I said, I truly paced myself and it was awesome. Do you wanna truly pace yourself? This is for my guys out there who could use a little help, whether it's in the boardroom, the bedroom, maybe the gym, check out Ultra Farm RX. Ever feel like your performance just doesn't measure up? Does worrying about it make it worse? Let me let you in on a little secret. Many men use Viagra and Cialis not just to treat ED, but to boost their performance and last longer. Whether you're in front of the camera or behind closed doors, every man can use a little help to last longer. It's never been simpler to get what you need. At UltraFarmRx.com, you can get doctor-trusted treatments 100% confidential online from your phone. No awkward doctor visits, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, discreet and confidential, guaranteed. Better performance is just a few clicks away at ultrafarmrx.com. Just what you may have been looking for. Go to ultrafarmrx.com forward slash Lisa and take advantage of my promo code. Okay, everybody. The conversation you've been waiting for. The woman that I got to meet in person, spend day and night with at Sapphire Las Vegas, who you will now get to hear the backstory of basketball, being in the business for six, almost seven years, and where you might possibly get to meet her in person as well. That is my new friend, Jocelyn Jane. Here I am just starting a conversation that you can listen to after just having a 15 minute off camera conversation about the NBA, about going to NBA games. And I now have made a new friend, but we're going to meet her together for the same time. Today, I bring you Jocelyn Jane, who you can follow on Twitter at XXX Jocelyn, and that is J O S L Y N, and on Instagram at Love Jos Jane, J-A-N-E. You're going to want to give her a follow. Her and I are going to be talking a lot of basketball. We're going to be going to games together. And I have a new friend, Jocelyn. What is up?
1: <laughs> How's everyone doing? I feel great. I'm so excited to talk to you. You're like a legend, so.
0: <laughs> I I I just like, we haven't taught. We, we, we just, Laney put in the notes. This is what it says. She's a basketball nut, though she loves all sports. I love her personality, and so will you. These are my notes on you. Laney <laughs> knows how to get to my art. She puts sports fan and basketball in there, but you truly are. Jocelyn, how did you become such a basketball fan?
1: Okay, so I grew up not really into sports at all. My dad was into tennis, and so we watched that. But I think it was like four or five years ago, I went to a game with a friend of mine, and I was like, hey, I think there's, I think this is interesting. I've played sports my whole life. And I was like, I think it would be more interesting if I got into basketball, you know, for people to relate to me and things like that. So I kind of looked at it as like, from kind of from the porn side of like girls being into sports, like everyone loves that they're into that. But also at the same time, like I get rowdy at games, I I get into it. Like, you know, I'm like there with all the guys screaming and causing trouble and things like that. So
0: You know, it's great if you plan to travel, if you, if you decide to go out on the road and feature dance, I would legit look at all of the game schedules and I would land my feature dance bookings in cities where I could catch a basketball game, a hockey game, an NFL game, a baseball game. It made being on the road so much better because I remembered that city, not just by the strip club. You know what I mean? I remembered it by going to the ballpark, going to the arena. So you brought it up. You're in the industry. How long have you been in the industry?
1: Six and a half years. Yeah.
0: Wow. How have we not crossed paths? Well, gosh, that's bizarre. But at the same time I was leaving, you were coming in, right? Yeah. Um, How did you get started?
1: I was on a series called Black Patrol um, with Bang Rose. We were on contract. And um, those were really the scenes that kind of made me. Uh, as far as the performer that I am today, they were tough scenes. They were eight to 12 hours. Um, so, you know, they, they kind of solidified my name. And then ever since then, I just, I shoot, you know, every couple months and things like that. But Black Patrol really, we played cops um, in Miami that busted, you know, black men. And then we, you know, had our way with them. Uh, it was a it was a fun, what time. A fun it was, series. Yeah. And well, we also got the cops called on us to go. times.
0: Of course. <laughs> I'll say, though, Bang Bros. Miami has a pretty good relationship with the cops. Most of the directors do. But still, it's still not legal there. Uh, they're still always looking for the bang bus. You know what I mean? Like it's still a a little shaky. And then they're always like, let's do some photos of you on this bridge in a public setting and just pull your top over real quick. And I'll get a couple of photos and you're like, okay, but this is the reason we go to jail, right? This is, this is how it's going to go down. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) How many times were you in that Uh,
0: situation? Uh, yeah. How many times were you in that situation?
1: Uh, I'd, once was the worst. There was one time that was the worst time. So this guy came out of his house and he was like, hey, do you guys have a permit? Because we were dressed up as cops. So, you know, nobody wanted to like go to his house or whatever because they were scared. So he said, "They, you know, my, my producer, George, said, well, fuck you. We're shooting a movie. So the dude went back, called the police on us. And they came out and they were like, what are you guys doing dressed as cops? Like, this is crazy. What are you doing? What movie is this? And we were just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what movie we're filming. I totally
0: – I'm just like, guys,
1: Memento. I have no idea what's going on.
0: <laughs> like, well, George fucked up because, you know, in the Valley when that would happen to us in L.A., we would just give people cash. Like, as a yeah, producer, I always had I cash. The
1: you. worked. Yeah.
0: It does work. You, you And you know what? You just could offer people cash when you showed up in their neighborhood. Like, hey, we're g- we're g- there might be some extra cars in your neighborhood today. We'll keep it down. But, uh-huh. you know, here's a couple hundred bucks. You know what I mean? If they question it, you, you give them more. You know what I mean? But yeah. George tells the guy to fuck off. Of course he's going to call the cops because he's that guy. He's like the male <laughs> version of a Karen at home all day, just looking out the window waiting for some shit to stir
1: up. Yeah. So that was definitely interesting. Um and I was definitely scared because at the time I had a record. So I was like, they, they told us all to get in the car. So I was like, okay. Ooh.
0: What's your record for, can I ask?
1: Um, it was expunged, but it was possession of cocaine with intent to sell.
0: Okay. Because the reason I'm asking you this, and please, I don't, I, don't judge me, okay? I had to catch up this weekend. It's my only weekend at home. It's 10 days home before another three weeks on the road. And I'm obsessed with the show Love After Lockup.
1: Yes, that's a great show. Oh my god, that's a great show. Well, so okay, have you seen Sixty Days In?
0: Of course, I've seen the whole, yeah. every freaking series that come out. You, with.
1: Okay, you know I have a problem with Sixty Days In. It's okay. It's kind of believe. Do you believe that they're prisoners? It's kind of not believable that they're prisoners.
0: It pushes the element for me to overthink it, where I'm like, okay, but there's cameras in here, and I know that co- I know what a prison really looks like, and it doesn't look like this in the sense that it would be that shootable. The lighting, yeah. um, you know, it's a little bit unbelievable. I prefer the straight love after lof- lockup, life after lockup, like the whole lockup series. The logo itself. When the jail cell closes and the handcuffs come down, and as they shackle, the wedding ring comes on. I am like, yeah. give that graphic designer a raise, okay? That shit hooks me in.
1: That's great. I love that. I, you know, I'm gonna have <laughs> to start watching Love After Lockup now. <laughs> okay, you you do.
0: And and I'm sorry to like, I'm not making light of your situation. I'm sure that no, was no. not an easy time in your life, but it reminds you how many people go through things and like, look, it's wrong place, wrong time. Everybody's done weird shit. And everybody had a chance at one day to get arrested and go to jail for something. Right. But what surprises me the most is when you watch these shows, how many things you see that people are in jail for that they wouldn't be in jail for now because they're softer on crime. We're not putting, so I'm looking at like people like this woman's been in for eight years for, you know, being the driver to a getaway car for a failed bank robbery. This seems a, a bit much, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or sometimes it's drugs. Um, but it's an well, addiction yeah. because I've learned about people putting money on their books. Like, by the way, one of the guys got out, he had saved nine grand from chicks putting money on his books. That's so he went great. to open a bank account with a check for nine grand and the guy at the bank was like, well, you were really saving money when you were in prison. Did you have side jobs in there? He's like, man, I, you know, you know, a couple of ladies putting money. He's not, he, he saved it all.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Crazy. Okay, so you were that's more hard. worried that day because you had a record. You no longer have a record. Do you yeah. still work for
1: Bank Bros? I do um, every once in a while. And there, then you go out to in- Vegas and L.A. and shoot. Yeah, I do. Um, but Bang Bros is like my first love. I mean, they were my first porn studio. So it's like I have, you know. But there were like reckless things that we did on that. <sighs> Side. Of course. But I mean,
0: you, <laughs> your memory of that whole huge building where you walk in, the guy always has the Cuban coffee, the security guy, makes the great Cuban coffee. Chris. <laughs> do you remember Chris? Yes. yes. <laughs> And the whole process that's so different there than when you go to LA, you know, taking the photos with your ID while hiding and holding a newspaper, um, that just, they are so much more methodical about their paperwork there than anywhere I've ever shot.
1: Yeah, they are. Well, because they, I think they had a lawsuit previously. And so they they do that to basically cover their ass, but I don't, they've been doing that that for years. Yeah.
0: For years. I mean for years, ten years, uh, maybe longer since I shot since I started shooting for them. So you started with bang bros, now you venture out, you shoot when you want to, which is great. I think it's so smart that now due to you know, OnlyFans and other forms of talent being able to make money, you know, people always ask me, How did my career last so long? Well, shooting was the thing I did the least. Yeah. Um, I was on the road feature dancing. I did bookstore signings. You know, I shot one movie a month. That was what we did back then. You know, I never overshot myself. And I think that's what makes your career last longer because when you overshoot, you are putting product out there that is competing against other product. And then the companies come back to you and they're like, oh, well, your stuff didn't sell that well. Well, it was competing against 12 other things that came out that same month. So it's, but it's something that, people don't realize. So when it comes to what you do with your time, when you're not shooting, you're working on your OnlyFans page. What else are you into?
1: Um, I like to work out. Uh, I like to go to basketball games, football games. Um, I like to watch sports in general. Um, And I also like to go to, you know, new restaurants and try new restaurants.
0: I mean, life doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, really. (laughs) Uh, I could tell you like to work out. You're so fit, but Working out something that like you either love it or you hate it. I love it as well. It's yeah. been the best thing mentally for me. You know, it just keeps you and and it makes even when you're shooting, it makes your scenes easier. You can see people that are out of shape; their legs are killing them immediately, and you're like, "Let's yeah. do this. Let's just rock right through this."
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I so when I started, I wasn't in as great of shape as I am now, um, and that really uh, helped me a lot with scenes. And I would get tired like very easily, like what you said. Um, and then when I got into shape, it was like, whoa, like, did I just fucking doggy for like 10 minutes? Like I wasn't expecting to be able to do that, but cool.
0: Yeah. Your legs aren't tired and it's just yeah. a bonus workout too. I used to think of it like i go to the gym in the morning, I get ready to go on set and then I get to get a bonus workout. Like this is amazing. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Well, so, yeah. I don't know about you, but like for me, if I'm going to shoot, if I, if I work out before I shoot, which only really happens in LA, cause I'm up in LA at six.
0: Cause you're on your East coast time. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, I usually just go and do like a little bit of cardio, but then I roll because I know that it's going to be a full workout on set. Yep. So, so you like,
0: do your, yeah, rolling is so good for your muscles, stretching you yeah. out, all of that. But it is, you know, it's an athletic career, right? For your only fans, do you shoot your own content? Do you shoot content with others? What's your specialty there?
1: Um, I do content with my, I do my own content, but I also shoot with other people. Um, I'm just a little bit selective as to who I shoot with. Um, because you know, black patrol, all, all of the good things that it was, one of the things it was is everybody was an amateur. Yeah. So, you know, they would come three times in a scene or they wouldn't come yeah. at all or it was Or they like, would
0: take forever or they couldn't get wood and every yeah, day. Four- and when you start working with professionals and, and the whole thing the whole scene is forty minutes and it's a wrap, you're like, oh my gosh, my life just changed. Yeah.
1: I remember when I shot with JVAC I was like, Whoa, this is great. <laughs>
0: Like, and also they lead. You're not doing the work of leading. You're not doing the work of showing somebody how to open up for the camera. You yeah. know, there's you 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 have to be an onset director when you're working with somebody who isn't an experienced. And that yeah. also takes away from you just doing your thing. And yeah, you, you kind of went through the school of hard knocks then because everything yeah. else is easier.
1: Yeah, everything after that. Because I remember Maggie Green was my partner on that. And I asked her, I said, what's a normal porn scene? And she was like, oh my God, you haven't shot a normal (laughs) Like, like she was just like, you were just thrown into this. So I would say, she said to me four to six hours, which I think she meant for a professional company, which she's thinking, no,
0: four to six hours is right. Because she's thinking about the photos, which take an hour or so. Then we switch things up a little bit. Then we go to the video, change the lighting, all of that stuff. So that's right. Four hours, but still four hours is nothing compared to 12.
1: Yeah. And there was there was an incident that we had with a guy who. It was me, Maggie, and one other girl, and she was a new, she was a webcam model, and he claimed that you know she smelled down there. I don't. I didn't smell anything because okay. we were literally in a room with rat poison, like and like poop, rat poop everywhere. Like it was disgusting. Like so it was like I was like I can't smell anything. Um, right. And so he claimed that she smelled. So we had to, we literally, it was like six o'clock and we had been there since eight and nothing oh. was happening. So basically oh. we had to go back the next day, do our makeup. I still had makeup on. Like I, I, t- I tried to take off all my makeup off, but I couldn't. Oh. That's how crazy it was. And you know, with studio makeup, it's like two to three makeup wipes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah they,
1: yeah. they fucking cake it on you.
0: So, uh, I maybe- have a tip for you. You should buy some Aragon oil. I know oil sounds very scary, but if you put Aragon oil on your face, okay, before you even wet it and 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 just rub it in, it takes off every single bit of your makeup and then you use your cleanser and then you use anything else that you use if you scrub or anything, yeah. it will change your life. And also, there's these washcloths on Amazon called wash my Remove my Face. They're makeup wipes. I don't know how they work, but they're reusable because I don't want to use makeup wipes because they're bad for the environment and they're also yeah. bad for your skin. And these are like washcloths, but they specifically, but for me, the Aragon oil changed my life, but I know what you're talking about. And I also yeah. know what it's like to have to go back to set after someone failed and you have to mimic the look the next day because they already did the photos. So it yeah. has to match the photos. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, we've got to be at this location. I've got to have the same outfit. Um, everything about it is gross.
1: Yeah. It's just – it, and so what happened was is that – so we did the scene with this guy. We finished the sex. Then they retouched us, and we did a whole nother scene on the roof. And at one point, like, my director screamed at me because I was falling asleep. I was like, I'm sorry. I got, like, three hours of sleep last night. Like, I'm, like, dying.
0: <laughs> and you're on a hot roof in Miami. Yeah. In, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: In – okay. In big uh, cop boots with big, long True. black socks. And then the pants and the, yeah, it was a whole thing. It was like, and it was September, October. So it's still hot. So
0: let me ask you this. Do you plan to attend any shows? Do you go to any of the Exotica shows? Do you plan to feature dance or go out on the road and meet your fans in person? I want to feature.
1: Um, Okay. Last year, I'm interested in doing it. Uh, I'm just not a great dancer. So I'd have to (laughs) get some classes, obviously.
0: Um you can do that. You can also go and watch like Miami has a lot of features come through and I think sometimes just watching what they do will make you understand how some girls do it that don't dance much, right? Uh, Maybe they're better on the pole. Maybe that whatever they do, it's more just about you being in the same venue as your people. And as for Exotica, it's just fun to have these different conversations, you know, in little increments as your people come up to get a photo with you and chat with you for a minute. And it's just it's great feedback, right?
1: Yeah, Um, for sure. I I'm definitely going to Exotica Chicago. I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I'll
0: be there too.
1: Okay, perfect. I don't know if I'm going to be at a booth um but i'm definitely going to go and walk around and see everybody and talk to everybody cuz you know it's been almost 7 years since i've been in porn and it's like you know i i randomly went to exotico jersey in 2021 i didn't tell anyone i just went and everybody was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Did you come Well, it's good. You want to scope like, oh, it just, out. Yeah. I but was like, no, that's just like, keep like, alone. They were
0: like, what are you that's doing That's the tough here? thing with like living in Miami, right? You feel a little bit disconnected from the business. Sure. But what's so great about connecting and going to these shows is you're going to meet a lot of other people you can collab with. Uh, you're going to you know, get to be in your space with your community and have other people that have the same... Uh, trials and tribulations, as you, you know, it's it's just a great bonding time. Like I call it porno summer camp when we're all at the same not so yeah. great hotel at Exotica. We have the greatest time. Like we all have to go to the same restaurant, and it's just super simpleton. The food isn't great, but that's not what we're there for. Yeah, and it's the company, and it and it kind of recharges us each time we see each other, and I think it builds us up to look after each other on the internet, to be mindful when we see something on social media to reach out to people. If we think they're going through something like this is our community and it's so important to be, to feel like you have the finger, your finger on the pulse of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I didn't really start going to exoticas until probably 2018. So um, but I definitely like, and I've come out of my shell more, um, like since I got into porn, like when I was a little bit chubbier, I was kind of like much more shy, but now I'm just like, Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> like, you know, just a natural progression, I guess. And you, I get sure. more comfortable with who I am. You know, a lot of, of course people, we all
0: do as we age. Yeah.
1: Um, for sure. Uh, and I remember like at AVN, uh, a couple years ago, like nobody knew who I was and now like. I think we were actually at the same booth. We were at um, Elevated X Elevated together. X? Yeah, but you were on one side. You were side down at on...
0: the other end? Yeah. Okay, so let me get this straight. <laughs> me and you, Jocelyn.
1: We're like we were, we're like passing in the we night. We were
0: 20 feet from each other for three days. We never <laughs> met. We would have gone to multiple basketball games by now because Ticket Rev is available as an app for you to use to get tickets in Miami. So you should be looking at that app. Um, I I can't, even, but you know what? I can believe it because when I'm at those events, so my protocol is I'm going to have a line the whole time. So with that said, I make my hours and I don't drink a lot of fluids in the morning and I don't want to leave the booth to go to the bathroom. So my rule of thumb is I can do the whole five hours without going to the bathroom. And then, and then when I'm leaving to go to the bathroom, I'm gone. Like I'm out. So I don't really linger around. I don't come back and forth. I just stay seriously busy the entire time. I don't look up like It's amazing to me to think that you were at the same booth as me and I never, we never crossed paths. But then at the same time, it's not because all I remember is seeing is that corner that I had, that hallway where my people were lined up and just photo, photo, photo. And then on this side, people I knew in the business would stop by and visit. So I'd turn this way. I never really turned to the left where you were.
1: Yeah. That's crazy that you restrict your fluids. That's dedication. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know because the problem is once I leave, I don't want to come back. And also like, I just like to be committed. Like I don't like to break up my line. There's people waiting. I'm afraid if they see me going to the bathroom, they might get freaked out that I'm not coming back and leave. So I've just, Oh, people know I'm going to be there the whole time and when yep. I'm gone, I'm gone. I'm not a yep. lingerer. I'm not leaving and coming back. I know it's dedication. I, I do these things for, I will do it also if I'm wearing an outfit that is too difficult to get in and out of uh, where I need that. like an assist for a something or it's too hard. I will be like, I just won't take this off until I get home. like there's yeah. no one in the bathroom tonight. I <laughs> I you know you get control over your body. you know what you need to do. Um, but that is so so how were you linked with elevated X? Do they power your website?
1: Yes, they do. Um, and AJ is a good friend of mine. I met him last year at Biz um so he I didn't actually want to go to AVN um because I didn't like I didn't want to go unless I was at a booth because um you know it can be a lot and in 2020 when I went to AVN I shot four scenes in two days but I feel like now the pulse is much less like hustle mentality I feel like girls are like oh shoot one scene a day but Like when I went to AVN in 2020, it was like bam, bam, bam. And then I just – I was at the ManyVids booth in 2020. Um, But, yeah, so AJ is great. Um, He's great. Yeah. He does a lot. They power
0: my site as well. So Rob is my webmaster who linked me with AJ for Elevated X, which that's the software he uses. Um, But I haven't been to AVN in 10 years. Really? So when, when Rob asked me, Rob and I know each other really well, he's like, I know you don't, you know, go to AVN. I only do exoticas. And, uh, he's like, you know, but AJ wants you to come to the booth. Would you do it? And I like thought about it for like a month. Okay. Legit a month. I felt a lot of pressure when I used to go to AVN and you know, it, it can be, there's so many things you have to do in a day and then everybody wants you to go to their night event and and you have to kind of go to all these things. And it ends up being four 20 hour days, back to back makeup, no breaks, no real time to enjoy food. I just yeah. was like, and it was stressful. And then you have a lot of people at you. And then there's a lot of cattiness and a lot of weirdness in the business, people that don't like you. And a lot of people don't like me. Um, And so there's just this awkwardness. Yeah. And I think that happens. Like I think sometimes it's there's a misunderstanding when somebody leaves the industry and people assume that like oh she thinks she's better than us or something you know that kind of a thing and then of course there's the c- competition factor and my last couple of years you know after I got the opportunity to play Sarah Palin and who's Nell and Palin like I went from being the cool kid that was neutral to being the most hated person because other people wanted that spot and whatever the case may be. it was yeah. but it made it difficult so I thought about it for three weeks and I was like you know what AJ is so cool. And Rob has been doing my site for 15 years and he's always legit and never had a problem with like, I should do it for them. It's not really as much for me. It's for them. So I'll do it, but I won't do any night events. Like I will just go back to my room, do dinners with my friends that live there and keep it like a low key, like regular business trip. And I did the 12 to four, 12 to five booth, which was great because nobody's really around before two or three in the
1: afternoon. So what was your hours there? Um, I was there from two to six every day.
0: Okay. Yeah. Is, so that's about right.
1: Uh, yeah. Yep. So it's, but, um, and how
0: did you, I liked that the rooms were all separated because it was like, it was, we didn't have as much noise. Like I always also remember you'd be in between two booths. They were playing different music and you could barely talk to your people without yeah. yelling. You could not hear, they'd say their name for an autograph. You're like, what,
1: yeah. what? Yeah, you feel like you're at a music festival when you go to AVM. Yeah, and yeah. Exotica too, yeah. to be honest with you. Because and the thing with Exotica that kind of messes with me is like it's a lot of competing noise. So I've had people scream my name and like D Siren, like she screamed my name and she like ran after me and I didn't even hear her because I just it, it was just like dr- everything was drowning. You know, so in noise. many
0: things going on at one yeah. time. So, so many things. So where do you see you take your career?
1: Um, I just want to shoot more and get more established and, you know, um, see where it takes me really
0: get out on the road and feature dance, maybe do some international events. You definitely want to do the international events. I did Switzerland last year. I'm doing Greece and and Australia this year. And it's just like so cool to travel to another country when somebody else is paying you to go there. (laughs) It's the greatest. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, like I'm it's up, I, I've traveled the world on someone else's airfare, <laughs> which is a really great place to be. Now yeah. I know you're going to be in Vegas for March Madness, and you're going to come to my event, March Mayhem at Sapphire. Have you put? Do you put together a bracket? Do you get into college basketball as well?
1: I should do a bracket. Yes, um, I haven't done a bracket in years, but I don't know if I would be good on a bracket right now. I'd have to do a little bit of research.
0: Yeah, you just got to listen to, like, I I did about eight hours this weekend of Bracketology podcasts uh, where I could just listen to a bunch of my favorite hosts giving their opinions then kind of draw a line in the middle of, like, who the Cinderella team may be uh, and all of that. But it's just, it's just fun. I, and I know, you know, loving sports is just such a, it's a release. It's an escape. You're worried about what somebody else is doing instead of what you're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Who's your NBA team that you follow?
1: Um, I follow the Heat, uh, but I'm also, like, a basketball fan. So, like, obviously, like, I like Steph Curry. I like Zion. um, I really like John Morant.
0: So you're like Um, me. You'll just put a game on at night. Yeah. You know, Phil Walkie's playing. I love Giannis. I'm watching Giannis. The Lakers have to to do a big push for these playoffs right now. You know, they're in that 12th spot. You, you can't miss those games
1: right now. LeBron got a little banged up last night. I am enjoying the Lakers being awful after what happened a couple of years ago at the championship. <laughs> I'm not... I get it. I'm not going <laughs> to... That's a true sports
0: fan. It's kind of like, you know, as, as a Cowboys fan, that's my football team.
1: Yeah, that's um, my football team too.
0: <laughs> oh, that's easy. So when the Super Bowl happened, of course, nobody that I knew was rooting for the Eagles because they hate the Eagles, you know, division. Like you know, they're like, we have to root for the Chiefs. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I have so many friends that are rooting for the Eagles. I want to root for the Eagles. My friends are like, you can't do that. You're a Cowboys fan. So I get where you come from. But Jocelyn, I know you're going to be in New York City for a PR tour. You're Have you done one yet with Laney?
1: No. So when I went last in February, um, we went out to dinner and I basically was like, uh, take my money. <laughs> <laughs> Just take my money. I don't want it anymore. You, it's yours. Um, she, she got me on a great podcast. And then, you know, I've had other PR people in the past. Um, but like, she's done more for me in a month than they've done for me in six months. So like, she's great. And she's already, um, connected me. I'm doing a show on the 23rd at night. Um, and then I'm also doing, I'm doing a King Queens, uh, photo shoot on, I think it's the 20th Monday, the 27th.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so she's yeah, probably going
0: to take you into Jim and Sam show at Sirius XM. You're probably going to go, uh. Gosh, she's got SDR. She's got so many great contacts, but it's, it's so different. You know, like it's convenient for us to do these virtual interviews, yeah. but you really get to shine when you're in person and you get to know people and it builds your network on social media. You start to see their posts and they mean more to you. You want to yeah. support them more. And so you're going to feel that whole vibe. Lainey comes into the city and she goes with you and she's just so New York. So yeah, you're going to have a great that. time. Yeah. And I'm going to look as soon as. I wrap my day today. I am going through the NBA schedule, both Brooklyn Nets and New York Knickerbockers to see when, and I will reach out to Laney to find out what nights you're free as well. Don't worry. I will handle Jocelyn, but we're going to a game together. I am so excited to have met a friend in the industry who loves basketball as much as I did. I cannot wait to see how intense you get. And I look forward to spending some time with you in Vegas for March Madness.
1: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Everyone,
0: make sure you give a follow, XX Jocelyn on Twitter. Love Joss Jane on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: That was a great conversation. I got to spend a lot of time with Jocelyn and get to know her more. You will be seeing more of her. I will be getting her out to Exotica's and taking her to games. Speaking of games, Ticket Rev, and that's what me and Jocelyn are going to be doing. Go to TicketRev.com, learn all about how you can choose your seat, name your price, and if there is a seat in that price range available, you can get it through Ticket TicketRev. You can now download the ticket Rev app as well. Go to at TicketRev on all social media. We run the most amazing ticket giveaways. The only way you can take advantage is if you are following at TicketRev. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Check out what is available near you, whether it's a game, a show, whatever you want to do or see, it is there for you at TicketRev. A little uh, flash reminder here. I got a ton of events coming up. I think I'll throw them into you right here. April, my first trip of the month. Fingers crossed if I could stay still. I've been being tempted to spring ski. I just read that some of the slopes in California are staying open till June or July because of the massive amounts of slopes that they've got. That gives me a little time. Denver in April skiing though is amazing, but let's just say hypothetically, I'm not leaving until this. April 21st through 23rd, I will be at Exotica Chicago. Check out exoticaexpo.com. The new site is available. Don't forget it's three X's for Exotica. May 6th, I will be back in Las Vegas. So it will be my fourth Vegas trip of the year. I am taking April off from Vegas. That is a promise. I am taking April off from Vegas. The temptation to be there all the time is rich. But I will be back there on May 6th for my birthday party at Sapphire Las Vegas. A pool party. This is going to be awesome. You may or may not know that Sapphire has a sick ass outdoor area that they open up during the summer. It's a great spot to be at night because, you know, Vegas nights are so great. I'll get you all the details, times, and everything you need to know, but mark your calendar that the first of my many birthday celebrations will be Saturday, May 6th in Las Vegas at Sapphire. The following Saturday, May 13th, it's only right that I do my New York City birthday party. That will be a late night party at Bounce. You can check out everything at Bounce as well. I will be reminding you, I will be putting out more information. You will see flyers going out on my social media at the release and as I like to give you truly, always keep you informed in what's going on. Uh, June 9th through 12th, I will be at the Erotic Art Festival in Athens, Greece. And don't you worry yourself, Kay will be traveling with me, so we make sure we shoot some incredible travel content for you to live through me on this trip. That's June 9th through 12th, Athens, Greece. July 14th through 16th, I will be in Miami at Exotica. So we've got two Exoticas. I'm doing all four this year. You've got Jersey in November. You've got DC in December. And I have a lot more events, but I realized it's probably better to just go like three, four months at a time. There was a time where I was doing so few, I would give you this many for my year. Now that I'm doing a lot, I feel like we should just go April, May, June, and July for right now. I also know that in July, I will be in Sydney, Australia. So there's that one too. Don't forget to check my socials. You'll find out all the events that I have going on, but it is the moment you've all been waiting for. It is the mailbag. And if you want to be a part of the mailbag, you can email me at asklisaann at gmail.com. And here we are, the wild ride that you've all been waiting for. We're starting out with one that come in really hot. Now, before I read you this email, I do have some very important details here. There is actually no punctuation at all. None. Um there is a abbreviation for tomorrow that is TM. I mean, you're really shortcutting. You're not punctuating anything. You can't spell out the word tomorrow, but yet you have a very specific request. Somebody that has requests this specific with such little punctuation and not being able to spell out words in full would obviously realize they're not winning with me, right? You would certainly hope, but here we go. This is from Joshua. IE, my birthday tomorrow, and so you know, it is IE, my B-day TM, and I love what you do. You're my favorite. I'm 5'4", with a big dick. Please email me back, big 21. Of course, you know that please is PLZ. I'll read this one again. IE, my birthday... Tomorrow. And I love what you do. You're my favorite. I'm 5'4 with a big dick. Please email me back, big 21. So we know where that's going in the trash. We're not emailing back. It doesn't work that way. But boy, the descriptions, these people really putting your best foot forward. Is that what you have on your dating profile, your height and your dick size? Say something else about yourself. Still not going to make me email you back, but had to throw that one in there. This is a good one because this one is really. I got to go hard on this one. Hi, my name is Jonathan. And my question is, I've got feelings for my boss who is 13 years older than me, but I'm not sure how she feels. Should I tell her how I feel? Many thanks, Jonathan. No. Do you like your job, Jonathan? Do you want to keep your job? Do you know about HR? I'm not sure what kind of business you work in, but this could be considered sexual harassment if you make it in advance. Not only would you make it in advance, it's not just a coworker. This is your boss. So you know women do not go to work to be sexualized. This is not where we choose to date. This is what we do just like you to earn an income, to establish ourselves in a world, in the workplace, We are to be considered equals. We are equals. We sometimes work harder and make less money. So I got this. It was so triggering because I was thinking like this guy, this guy thinks that asking his boss out is the right thing to do. It is so the wrong thing to do. It is not the place where you should be going to look for dates. If your boss is nice to you and that's why you're getting feelings for your boss, that is a confusion on your part because your boss is doing her job. My biggest fear is that you were to make this approach, Jonathan. HR gets involved. You have a permanent mark on your record, which means you cannot use this boss for a reference. You're most likely getting fired, but it's just a matter of how this is going to go down for you, how damning this may be, how much collateral damage in this situation. But don't go to work to find dates go to work to work be creative and find dates on your free time maybe a dating app maybe a networking event maybe a charity event any place but at work because as a woman i know what it's like to be at work and i know what i'm thinking about when i'm at work i'm thinking about work I'm thinking about making my money doing a good job being respected by my peers and most importantly not being sexualized by a coworker or an employee so my My advice to you, Jonathan, in all caps, italicized, bold print, highlighted, and underlined, no, do not tell your boss how you feel. Just keep chugging along at work and be cool. Just be cool. So all you got to do is shake this off and be cool. If you feel there's a chance, then you must quit the job first. Go and establish yourself somewhere else. Because by the way, your boss is not going to want to date you with no job. Uh, And you would have to work somewhere else to avoid yourself from getting into some sort of slippery slope. We got one here from Josh B. Hi, Lisa. I saw your podcast and would like your perspective. My wife is, and has always been completely unaffectionate with touch. Just from the go, it's gotten worse steadily, but she isn't someone who likes sex at all. A lot is her mom and faith, but at the same time, I'm now on five years of marriage without any sexual content and contact and I can't go to other women. This is just killing me. I found myself watching porn again. Just playboy or bleep BJ's could never move beyond that seeing women get hurt or violent, but I'm married. So that kills me too. I try to com- compliment, cuddle, et cetera. She blows off everything and refuses to say anything nice about herself. What is your advice? So Josh, First and foremost, I'm sorry that you're dealing with something that you're trying to work through. And I admire you for trying to work through this in your marriage. You did mention that this was the case from the jump. So it is something that you automatically accepted. You can't change people. We see who we are. We see who people are in this first period of dating, of being together. That's when we form our, is this what I'd like for the rest of my life? So you did know that this may be the case because this is how it's been from the beginning. But now it's probably affecting you because it's been longer in your life. You're lacking affection. You want things. I think the most important thing you both could do as a loving couple is seek a therapist. You know, couples counseling, having a therapist for both of you individually, potentially, and again, having a therapist for you two together because you want to work through this and you don't want to cause yourself to be watching porn and feeling guilty about it, be looking outside of your marriage. So you've got to have a talk. And if you're willing to send this email to me, then that shows me that you're also willing to talk to her. So if it doesn't work from the start, I would say this is really important to me in my marriage with you, in the love that I share with you, that we share in a conversation together with a counselor and try to evolve to the next level of our loving relationship. I wish you the best of luck, Josh. And again, you wrote to me, which means you are willing to communicate. Maybe you write to her. Maybe it's easier to put something in a handwritten note, make an appointment with her at home to have a conversation, but share it in a loving way and make sure that you express what's important to you because someone who loves you back wants to make sure they are feeding your soul and your spirit as well. They want to make sure that they're catering to what's important to you as well. We got one more here. Hi, Lisa. So dating has been hard, and I believe that I don't do anything to make a girl less interested in me. I'm 32, a former D2 football player and a current marketing manager for an agency. I work very hard and don't and hardly go out. I'm a respectful gentleman, from opening doors to placing my jacket on if she's cold. The first date is always great, but when we move on to the second or the third, she becomes less interested where evidently she sends the text where we are not compatible. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. What do you think it could be? By the way, he does throw in also long shot. How about dinner? Thank you. Okay. No, I'm not going to dinner with you, but so you're getting to that third date. It's getting stale. Are you interacting enough in between sending the nice text? Hey, I hope you're having a great day. Are you making sure you're listening so that on that second and third date, you're bringing up things from the conversation from the first and second date? Are you going out of your way or is it maybe just you're hitting it out? You know, you're you're not in the right range. Something is off. Have you considered a dating coach? Because a dating coach will help you evaluate your first three dates and where it was that the luster was lost. I will tell you this. It is hard when you work a lot because sometimes people want to make plans more often than let's say we're available and they take it personally. And really, it's not about them. It's about the fact that we just don't have the time and and that becomes a little bit of an issue sometimes as well. So maybe it's that, but for you, I would continue to be patient and maybe make friends with one or two of the these women and ask them like, where's the missing link? What could I be doing better? Because obviously you'd like to be with someone, you'd like to be in a relationship, you're continuing to try, but something is just not making it go further. And I also think you're 32, you're at that prime age where you're living in dating app culture. And I hear from a lot of people in dating app culture that nothing sticks. Like everybody's willing to go out one, two or three times and that's it. It's just this constant rotation because there's so many choices. It's like being on Amazon and looking for a white t-shirt. There's so many choices. You can keep refreshing and keep going. And I think the attention span has maybe gotten a little bit smaller but listening is very important on dates. Bringing and circling back to something that was brought up on a first or second date really shows a woman that you were listening and that you care. And being patient with the fact that eventually that third date is going to lead to the fourth date, the fifth date, the sixth date, but none of them will be me. So that's it. That's our mailbag today. Again, I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank Ticket Rev going to a Sweet 16 game with the crew from Ticket Rev. Super stoked about that. I want to thank UltraFarmRx.com. Go to UltraFarmRx.com forward slash Lisa. Also, if you didn't know, My Wednesday night show that is live 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time on the Better Sports Network is now available for you at any time on YouTube. We're streaming it live on YouTube as well as Twitch, which is super cool, opening up so many people being able to see it instead of just on the app, if you are on the app. New features have been added on the apps. Make sure you update the app as well. Thanking my guests, Jocelyn James, Sapphire Las Vegas for an amazing weekend. Go and check out TFM Bets. That's the podcast I did with Mikey Overs and Trent. And to all of you for listening, I will see you on Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time on my YouTube channel, The Real Lisa Ann. I thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Lisa Ann Experience. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.